Make a move it, then she'll call him. Forest fires, Google's ballin'. Take a chance and roll the dice one day. If you're a DM player, find you. Millennials can join this quest too. Expedition, we're gonna find a way. So it's 6.30 in the morning, 6.36, pretty precise, on Saturday the, it, the 15th, of course it's the 15th, last night was Valentine's night, yesterday was Valentine's Day, Saturday the 15th of February, did I say December? Oh God, it's too early, um, I'm, I'm always up at this time anyway, I don't know why I'm feeling so wiped out, I think it's because we played... Um, our comp- um, for our Valentine's night um, romantic <laughs> romantic evening um, Medina, my wife and I, we played um, didn't finish unfortunately played um, a game of Arkham Horror, the, the card game um, I, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast but my wife is not a gamer um, like so many of our partners but we do actually really love playing Arkham Horror. We've been playing it for about three or four years now, and we've played almost every scenario pack. It's a, it's a great game, actually. It's almost a role-playing game. And she has played some role-playing games, but she will never admit it. Anyway, as we did last night, we were up quite late, so it feels a bit... Uh, I haven't had enough sleep. Uh, and that was the coffee machine going on, obviously. Um, please warm up quicker. I need my coffee. Um, and today is a very special day because we are getting ready to go to Dundracon in San Ramon, which is only half an hour's driveway. It is so, I'm so lucky to have a gaming convention just half an hour's drive away. Um, and not only that, but Dundracon is, I think, it's possibly the second longest running gaming convention in history after Gen Con. Um, it was started in 1976, um, uh, and I think it's been at the same location uh, ever since, and it's got a deep, deep history in the game. Um, it's, it, I, there's a couple of things. Obviously, this area here where I live, very, and very close, it's the birthplace, birthplace of um, Chaosium, my beloved Chaosium, who made Call of Cthulhu. Um, that was um, founded in Oakland. And um, Berkeley University was the birthplace of the Society... Uh, society <laughs> I can't remember. The Creative Anachronism. The Society for Creative Anachronism, the SCA. And um, what they were, if you've never heard of them, they were the first... Um, I wouldn't say LARP, LARPing community, but they they were a bunch of people at Berkeley University who were really fascinated by medieval culture and clothing and and, um, societies. And they would dress up in medieval costume and get together and hang out. And there's loads of SCA 
events everywhere um, around the world, I think, now. But it started here in Berkeley. And um, as far as I can tell, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm pretty sure Dundracon was one of the epicenters of, of, of that. Now, of course, at Dundracon, really terrible name, really awful. Um, Dundracon, Dungeons and Dragons Con, um, called, such, uh, called so to avoid any copyright infringements, thus Dundracon. But everyone knew, of course, what they were talking about. And there is a real... Uh, if you dig into the history and if you read um, uh, Playing at the World, my brain is not working. I can't even remember who wrote it. I, I love his work. Um, I'm, I'm going to walk into my games room because you need to know this. But um, in the book Playing at the World, um, uh, he talks about how there was this really interesting split. Uh, I didn't pack away the um, Arkham game. Hopefully, my daughter will not destroy all our cards. Um, I'm going to have to close the door and not let her see that the cards are all out. So, um, yeah, so of course, um, John Peterson. John Peterson, how could I forget? Such an easy name to remember. The incredible um, historian of our hobby. He wrote um, that the game kind of split into two, not factions exactly, but two interpretations. There was the, the Wisconsin interpretation and then there was the California interpretation. This sounds, it sounds like quantum physics, the, um, the Copenhagen interpretation. <laughs> anyway, um, but the California interpretation was much it, it, obvious, you know, in a kind of natural, obvious way, was much more wacky and wild and crazy. Um, and and led to all kinds of uh, a strange gaming, um, and I think there was a little bit of rivalry between the two, the two um, the two camps, the U- uh, uh, the University of California, which I guess Berkeley, UCLA, other universities on this side of the country, and and the Midwest, where well you know Chicago and and Wisconsin, where the game was was invented was 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 created but um i don't know where i'm going with this but but anyway it's really it's really fascinating to go to this it's it's only my second ever gaming convention the first was was last year was was garycon in in lake geneva my my pilgrimage to the birthplace of of dnd and and this i suppose is equally historic in some ways um i think it's a pretty tiny convention um, I think um, I can't. I, by the look of it, it's going to be absolutely minute. But I'm sure it'd be fun. I'm scheduled to run two games. Um, I'm running in the teen room, whatever that is. I guess I will have a bunch of teenage players. That would be fascinating. Maybe they've never played before. Um, my games were selected for that room. I didn't choose to be in that room, but that's cool. Um, I'm running 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons today and tomorrow I am running another one of my favourite games that I've never really talked about which is Mutant Crawl Classics which is a brilliant game and um, I'll probably talk about it a bit more tomorrow but I will um, I'll probably finish this segment in a minute just wanted to say I'm going with my wife and my daughter with Medina and Amelia Amelia is very excited um, 
she's uh, really looking forward to the face painting and the balloons and the dressing up. Uh, I think I hope she's in for a treat. Um, and because it's only a, little, a short drive away, I don't feel too bad about dragging them down there. Um, but anyway, uh, I will catch you. I'll catch you in a bit. So, Amelia, are you excited about going to the convention today? What you what are you hoping to see? Unicorns. What's that? Unicorns. Unicorns. Well, I'm not sure. We might see one, but we might see some knights with swords. I'm riding some unicorns. <laughs> riding some unicorns. Okay. I'll let you get on with your reading. Remember, get ready. Dress up. What are you going to dress up as? As Elsa, great. So you'll be a princess. Well, I would give just up as Elsa. <coughs> so it's seven twenty-four, and as you can hear, I'm just grinding the coffee, and. It's taken me nearly an hour. <laughs> and I desperately needed it. Jesus, I desperately needed it. Um, it's taken me nearly an hour to actually finish making my... Uh, to actually make the coffee after putting it on. I'm just going to do this. Um, so it's going to be a bit noisy for a bit. I have a triple espresso to start the day. Um, and the reason <laughs> it's taken me an hour is that I suddenly realised... I ha is that coming out alright? Yeah. I hadn't printed out the spell sheets. I'd printed out everything else. I'd printed out um, the adventure, I'd printed out the character sheets. But what I do for D&D, and this is probably one of the reasons people are not so keen on games like D&D, is that, you know, for pre-gens in a tournament, or, or, or really, um, you know, any kind of NPC... Excuse me. I, um, I, you, what I find is you kind of have, to, unless you have the spell cards, which I don't, you kind of have to print out their spell list, especially, you know, even more so playing with what I assume would be people who've never played the game before. Um, because man, I mean, at, at fourth level, you've got like, well, a cleric has got like 14 spells or something they can choose from, a wizard's got like 10, um... And they're quite complicated. You know, D&D spells are quite complicated. Um, and you need to know what they do. <laughs> so, so it's... Um, I think... I mean, it's one of the richnesses of the game. It's one of the weaknesses of the game, I think. The spell list is a bit of a head fuck, really. Um, especially as a DM. Like, you don't spend a lot of... Unless you really are a massive student of the game you're not going to spend a lot of time reading through and memorising all the spells. It would just be a huge, monumental task. So when you're, um, when you're putting together enemy spellcasters, you've got to print out all the spells and have them there and figure out which ones you're going to use. And um, so um, I think the same with a, with a pre-gen in, in the tournament. Um, I, I'm printing out their spell lists so that uh, they have everything ready to hand that they need, and I, I hope they enjoy it. Um, I, I think I'm going to probably have to explain to them a bit 
um, the spellcasters what their spells do. I, I hope some of them do have some experience, but um, well, we'll see in a few hours. So I've now switched to the outdoor, outdoor mic, <laughs> as I call it, um, my headphones, so it'll be shitty quality, apologies. And um, I am walking a little snowy, as usual. Snowy is a seven and a half pound Maltese, but with the heart of a bulldog. <laughs> no, she's not. She's a terrified little thing as well. But she does bark. They're good alarm dogs, Maltesers. I'm not sure what they'd do if a burglar actually broke in, but they certainly would make a lot of noise up to that point. I so anyway, I just realised I said tournament about three times. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's obviously not a tournament; it's a convention. But I, I don't know. Maybe my lizard brain just made that connection between Dundrakon and LARPing and old school gaming and conventions <laughs> it's a tour. of course it's it's not a tournament it's just a game um and and the reason that uh of course the reason that i might have to teach them what all the spells do is that it's the team game and and maybe they're first time players who knows um i i have had that in the past where people no maybe not so much with D D. maybe a couple of times maybe a couple of players but certainly with other systems, I, I've had plenty of situations where they've not known the system. So, um, what are we playing? We are playing an episode. <laughs> We're playing a one-shot that I wrote um, as part of my Gormenghast campaign. And I realise I've been incredibly remiss. And Barney has left a few little hints here <laughs> <laughs> about how I am not promoting our joint podcast, Appendicitis. Um, I am truly sorry, Barney, about this. <laughs> I've had a lot going on, as you may realise from some of my episodes recently, but I just want to say, Barney from Locoludus um, paid me the greatest compliment anyone could ever pay anyone, actually, apropos um he asked me to record an episode with him um and we decided to call it appendicitis um uh, after the event so we are now doing a kind of um I, uh, let's call it a spin-off is it a spin-off what's it called when um the you know in the comics when you get two characters together um whatever that thing is um a, a mighty meetup a spin-off. We're doing a spin-off comic, Mighty Meetup, um, between um, Expedition to the Grizzly Peaks, my podcast, and Loco Ludus Barney's podcast. Um, and it's called Appendicitis. He's got the first episode up, uh, you know, last week. And we are currently planning, with the aid of um, a gigantic list, which will soon become a spreadsheet, we're currently planning future episodes or at least future content and um, what i think we want to do is is have a huge list of stuff that we can pick from um i'm not going to give away any spoilers but it's going to be interesting i think the next one anyway um the reason um the reason i'm talking about this is that i am running um this one shot that i wrote for the gormenghast campaign and of course our first episode was all about mervyn peak our first appendicitis episode was all about mervyn peak and gormenghast and um 
I showed Barney the material from it, and I, I think he liked it. I do have a sneaking suspicion that he feels a little bit that I've betrayed the material, <laughs> the source material, but I don't know that for sure. He's never said that, but I would imagine anyone that loves Gormenghast when they saw that might think that because I had to D&Dify it. Um, so, um, you know, it's got a, a lot of the standard tropes of D&D in it. It's got, you know, undead and, <laughs> and spellcasters and traps and um uh you know it's like a it's like a, it's an adventure in a dungeon and, and a lot of that stuff is absolutely nothing to do with the fantasy of Mervyn Peak. Mervyn Peak isn't really um fantasy in the sense that most people would recognize it. There's no monsters, there's no magic, um there's only people. I mean the people are monstrous and magical. But only only in, 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 in one sense, not in the literal sense. So I I don't know. Um I found it um very rich source material. There's actually it's set in one of the key locations of of the book. Well, certainly one of the early locations of the book that somehow shapes a lot of the book. But I've turned it into a bit of a fun house. And on the appendicitis episode I, I talk about it a bit more. Um I have run it I ran it actually at GaryCon. And I've run it several times now. Um, it's actually a really, I, I found it really good. Um, uh, easily runnable in four hours. Everyone seemed to have fun. It's like a low, low mental effort game. You just, uh, although there are traps and tricks in there, um, it's kind of like a, it, it's definitely a railroad. <laughs> it's literally a railroad. If you look at the map, it's just in a line. <laughs> you start at the entrance and you work your way to the end. Um, but, you know, that's a museum. So, of course, you're going to go through in, in the order in which the curator intended. So that's fine. That's fine. Um, Snowy is sniffing around now. I always wonder if there's going to be, at one point, there'll be a coyote that jumps out and just grabs her off the end of the leash. Lead. The lead. Um, okay. So I'll stop wittering and we'll get back to the rest of the day. And um, I think the next one... Next time you'll hear from me, I will be on the way to San Ramon and Dundracon. So I have just arrived at the Marriott San Ramon, half an hour's drive away from home. Um, Amelia fell asleep in the car, so she is napping with um, Medina. Hopefully they'll wake up in time for the convention, um, or at least to attend a part of it. And now I understand the difference between the Wisconsin gamers and the Berkeley gamers. It is um, it's the middle of February. It is 68 Fahrenheit, which is, I don't know, like 17 centigrade. Beautiful blue sky, sunny. I think, you know, Wisconsin's probably under about eight feet of snow right now. So um, I think that probably explains the difference between the two uh, schools. <laughs> to some extent at least um so yeah uh, approaching the hotel my game is in oh in 45 minutes i haven't even registered yet um i like to cut it fine so um let's see let's hope i don't get lost uh yeah it's in quite a nice spot and you probably hear some traffic noise um Lots of nice redwood trees around. Not redwood, they're uh, pine trees. Actually, no, they do look like redwoods. 
Yeah, it's very pretty here, actually. Very, uh, very nice. So anyway, I'm approaching the hotel. I got my bag, I got my dice. Um, I only bring one book. I bring my player's handbook in case anyone needs it. I got my screen, I got my dice, and I got character sheets. I think I've got everything I need. Yeah, I've got the adventure. I've got a couple of handouts. So, oh, that's a pretty dog. A nice dog there. What a lovely dog. It's coming over to me. Hello, doggy. Okay, that was relatively painless. I am... <laughs> I only went to three different booths to get my ticket. I went to the... First, the first uh, I went to the one where they actually make you buy the ticket, which I already paid for, so I'm not going to buy another one. Then they sent me to the pre-registered, and my Amelia's and Medina's was there, but mine wasn't because I'm running a game, so I had to go to a third one. Anyway, not bad. It only took me five minutes to get in, and now I'm here... Uh, in the Marriott, there is a lot of interesting stuff going on. There's an entire table of kids mainly painting minis. Really, that is great to see. That is great to see. There's a kids' room. There's a bunch of games going on here. Um, there's some kids doing leather craft. Um, players needed sign. I don't. Apparently, all the games are completely sold out. LARP Central. There's a bunch of LARP stuff going on. I guess that'll be in the grounds and, and, and roundabout. Uh, the kids' room. Loads of cool stuff in here. Board games, toys, painting. Nice stuff. Hand massage. You want a hand massage? You can get a, you can get an, a, a DM to massage your back for you. So... Uh, uh, yeah, low-tech chat board, post-it notes. Who needs who needs IMs when you've got post-it notes? Sinners repent. Yes, yes, yes. Nice drawings. Okay. Right, I better find my room, settle down, and prepare myself for Dundracon. Okay, so finding my room was a little bit more complicated. I did go up to the third floor... Now I'm back down on the first floor. Uh, it's quite good, actually. I've got a what looks like a, just a normal hotel room. <laughs> They've cleared the bed out, and there's a gaming table in there. The last session is still running. I think they were running Ghostbusters. Yeah, let me have a look. Valentine's Day Bummer. <laughs> Sound of fun. Um, playing the Ghostbusters game. I wonder if that's the original Ghostbusters. Um, it's meant to be a very good game, actually. Anyway, I'm up in about 20 minutes. There seems to be a bunch of people sitting outside the room. Maybe they're my players, maybe they're not. Won't look at them too hard. Um, but it's, yeah, it's nice having um, a private room because at GaryCon, um, you know, and here as well, often you're in a big, big hall full of dozens of tables and, and it can get very noisy and very distracting. So, uh, yeah, it'd be kind of nice to be somewhere a bit quiet. Uh, Right next to us, there's the anime room and what's something called the War College. And some guy seems to be talking about um, 18th century Chinese, um, Chinese politics. Interesting stuff. Okay, I think I will get back to you after the game. Bye. So, we have just come out of Dundracon. At, in San Roman, and what did we think about it, Amelia? It's a convention. Yeah, what did we think about it? Because I 
I did because I got this toy. Oh, you got a toy. What, what was it? What is it? It's a, it's a it's a unicorn dolphin. A unicorn dolphin. Yeah. Do you know what they're? Yeah. Do you know what they're called? Look at it. Yeah, I can see. But that's actually got a name. It's called a narwhal. But yeah, it's a unicorn dolphin. And how did you get that? I by doing coloring. Uh, and you won it as a prize. Yeah. And what did you draw? I drew a funny beholder with a tail. <laughs> You drew a funny beholder with a tail. Well, look, there we go. That's all you need to know that um, Amelia won the art prize for the three-year-olds. And it was a funny beholder with a tail that she drew. That's, that's amazing. And I'm, I got I'm just going to try and park now. It's a bit interesting. See if we can do this whilst recording a podcast. This is called multitasking. Mummy said no. Mummy said what, no, why? Yeah, because it's dangerous. Oh, yeah, record, don't drink and podcast. I think that's the lesson. So, um, because, yeah. And, and dry because, because you might not put my, my spill. Yeah, you might just spill everything. So, um, <laughs> so I just ran a um, four-hour session of D&D, fifth edition, for six people. I to see Mama. Uh, hold on a sec. I'm recording the episode. Don't you want to help me? No. No. Um, so, um, and... <laughs> and it went... <laughs> yeah, so we played four hours of D&D. I managed to somehow get it in. We were we looked pretty touch and go at the end. Uh, we weren't going to finish the session. Um, but I sped things up, and actually they they almost one-shotted the, the final boss. It was pretty cool. Um, uh, yeah, the uh, the cleric um, got a crit on a guiding bolt, and I think that does just a lot of damage, basically. Um, so, yeah, it was really good fun. Um, I had a mixed group of players. Uh, there were a couple of... There were a couple of kids. One of them was... I think maybe 12 or 13, the other one maybe 14 or 15. Um, there were some, uh, you know, college students and a couple of uh, guys, you know, not quite my age, around, you know, maybe in their 40s. Um, really fun group, actually. I really enjoyed playing with them. And it was good because we were... It looks bloody. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, Amelia cut her finger on falling over and we're trying to get some band-aids on it so um so anyway yeah we're she has two of them um that's what happens when you run around like a lunatic (laughs) that's you that is did you so did you see the knights what tell me tell everyone about the knights one was hitting very hard with us with what a sword and then it and one hit in the eye and one I the uh, the one that got hit in the eye the eye cut flying out <laughs> and there's a fight. <laughs> the eye came flying out. Are you sure that's what you saw? That sounds a bit violent really. Is that what you saw? Yeah. Wow. Well I tell you what, this LARPing business they say it's harmless, but oof, if you lose an eye, 
I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, um, all the dramas are done. <laughs> End of day one. Um, it was v- very small, as I thought, really tiny convention, but I, there was a good atmosphere there, and um, and I really enjoyed it. Going back tomorrow, I'm actually going to play in the in the teen room itself, which is I I don't think it's I, I think it's just. Teen, teenage players, so that'll be really interesting, um, especially when when, uh, <laughs> when they find out that uh, a zero level funnel is basically uh, a meat grind. <laughs> uh, I, I wonder how they'll deal with it. I, I think they'll probably enjoy it, but let's let's see, let's see how it goes. So, Dundercon so far, great, really enjoyed it. I'm sure I'll be going back next year. It's it's also so nice to go to a con. And then be able to drive home in half an hour and have dinner and, and chill out and go to bed. Okay, take care. Here's TJ. It's a game we're role playing. I'm a stranger and you're making mistakes. Smell your body over all this fun.